Humans, lichens, werewolves, and witches. Welcome to episode two of What Happens in the Crypt. This time around, we're talking about Ginger Snaps, which came out in 2000. Before we get started, I want you to say this tongue twister for me to get into the mood. You know, you gotta you gotta practice those <laughs> vocal cords. So say it with me. Where were we when we were werewolves? Am I supposed to say it now? Yeah. Where were we when we were werewolves? 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 <laughs> Thank you. So, another question. As we were writing this, as, you know, we've watched dozens of werewolf movies, what I was thinking, you know, I'm constantly talking about shaving my head <laughs> and my receding hairline, and I was thinking, if I succumb to lycanthropy, will I get my hair back, or will I be like a naked mole rat but a werewolf? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like that at all. I know, but what what do you think? I don't think that if you get the werewolf disease, it will help your receding hairline. <laughs> so you're saying I'm gonna be like the freaking nature werewolf, the half it's bald like, werewolf? They always have like a tuft of hair on top. It'll just be further back. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have a ba- <laughs> I'm gonna be a werewolf with a bald head. Yeah. <laughs> will my ears have hair? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Oh no. All right. Womp womp. I gotta be a vampire then. <laughs> So for being an emo teen right around when this came out, I'm really surprised that I did not see this. Um, so I saw it for the first time this past week when we watched it, but it's definitely right up my alley for like gothy emo stuff that <laughs> I was really into at the time. I thought that you would like this movie. When I asked you if you had seen it, I was so surprised when you hadn't because it was a movie I had seen before. Right. But I hadn't watched it in years, but I know I loved it. And we even were talking to a friend of mine um, about this movie, and she said that she used to dress up like Ginger in high school. And I was like, how did I miss out on that whole thing? But um, this movie is really fun. It has a lot of angst, blood, and rebellion. It's a dang good ride. Yes, but with saying that, we have to go through our you know episodic content warning. So there is mention of suicide and self-harm, and there is extreme gore. So proceed with caution if any of those things are trigger or content warnings for you. So our synopsis here is Ginger Snaps follows two sisters as they face what they think is puberty when Ginger gets her first period, but later discover her change is not growing pains, but something much more dangerous and evil. You know, she got more hair. I think I might get a little (laughs) more hair. God, just not where you want it. Mm, (laughs) I think the idea of linking lycanthropy and female puberty was brilliant. It was very, very smart for the director John Fawcett to find Karen Walton and combine his ideas with hers. Because, you know, if I was going to do a movie about females... Female puberty. (laughs) Female puberty, especially. You don't know what you're talking about. I have no (laughs) idea. But, you know, it's a cool idea, so... I think it was brilliant of him to recruit, you know, a female mind mm-hmm. into the story. Right. Um. It really makes me think of a Reddit page called Men Writing Women, which if you have a chance or if you're on that, it's really fun to look at, which is just dudes <laughs> writing from the perspective of women. And it's very skewed and not. Oh, it's, it's always not right. It's always so cringy. Like, yeah, guys, cringy. we do not know. <laughs> Just ask. Ask a woman (laughs) and she will tell you how it is. Like, you cannot do it. I promise you. 
But yeah, this story wouldn't have been the same without the female guidance of Karen Walton being on the team. So Ginger is played by Catherine Isabel. And for me, as soon as we started this movie, I recognized her from an episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> I believe that was the very first thing you said. And I was like, really? That's the first? Yeah. That's the <laughs> the movie <laughs> starts with all of these like suicide Polaroids. And I'm like, that's the girl from Goosebumps. But And I was like, you have nothing to say <laughs> about these very gruesome and very metal pictures, but your first thought was Goosebumps. Yeah, because she fights a sponge from under the kitchen sink. And I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so that's what Goosebumps episode. Um, but she goes through one of the coolest and most well-done physical changes we've seen in a movie. Uh, it's really subtle at first, and it's funny when you see her tail for the first time, which Ooh. I'm super obsessed with the tail. I kept asking Sean how... They did it, like, I'm not uh, very knowledgeable on makeup stuff, so it seems, like, unreal that they could give a girl in 2000 in a low-budget film a tail that looks so realistic, but it's very cool. And I could not find any, like, B-roll or behind-the-scenes about it, but my guess is it's either got something mechanical in it to just a simple piston or some kind of little electronic in it to make it wag... Or, honestly, it could have been as simple as it was on a fishing line yeah. tied around it, the prosthetic. <laughs> it looks really good, though. It does look good. And that's one of the other great things about this movie is all of the effects are practical, so there's no CGI at all. Yeah, and that is what makes the movie still hold up today. Mm -hmm. I really love how instead of, boom, she's a werewolf, it's you kind of question it at first because it starts with oh a couple strands of hair are gray and, mm -hmm. um oh now her, are her teeth bigger or are they not i don't really know and then it's okay her nails are longer definitely and then it's like oh no she definitely has fangs <laughs> yeah. and is her eye one eye blue now yeah it's they, just not just period cramps <laughs> no 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 you slowly start to realize it's not period cramps and it is something more but it doesn't just like it's a, you know, one night teenager, the next night full werewolf. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of the things that was um, a little bit more stand... What stands out a lot more in this is that it doesn't have anything to do with the moon necessarily. She just kind of has a slow transformation over time, which, of course, they're tying that into, like, female menstruation and all of that, which is around 30 days, too. So it does kind of tie in, but it's mm -hmm. not like you see the full moon and then Ginger is suddenly a werewolf. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not only physical changes, too, because at first she thinks she's just a horny teenager. Right. <laughs> and then she, I think she literally says, I get this ache, and oh, I thought it was for sex, but it's to tear everything into fucking pieces. <laughs> So Bridget is Ginger's sister, and she's played by Emily Perkins. So she was uh, the child actor that played Bev <laughs> in the It series, the made-for-TV one, with Tim Curry, which blew my mind. Once, once you notice that, you, you could not drop you it. Can't it. <laughs> no, you can't unsee it. She looks completely different, like, not even recognizable, but as soon as I opened her IMDb page and saw that, I was screaming. As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, oh my, it is her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... She does a really great job in this movie, and she also goes under, like, a physical transformation as well. So she starts off being really awkward and shy and, like, the type of 
emo type gothy girl that like covers her face with her hair but as the movie progresses and ginger kind of gets more evil she's definitely becoming more of a standout and more adult and she's standing straighter and you can see her face more and all of that stuff because it's also a mental change mental change as well she's clearly becoming you know she's followed ginger her whole life right and now she has to take charge she has to be the one to solve the problem she has to lead mm-hmm exactly so yeah, for Bridget's for Bridget, her final transformation is really becoming a standalone character and figuring out how to exist without Ginger in the end. Yeah, becoming her own person. Mm-hmm. Which also outside of werewolf movie is an important step for anybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the two actresses that play Ginger and Bridget, they had some weird uh know how with each other as well that's a weird yeah. word to use is that fine should it's i fine. say it again <laughs> so um bridget and ginger emily and uh Catherine, actually went to the same preschool the same elementary school and they worked for the same agency and they actually auditioned for the movie together at the same time um and they've been quoted as saying after the movie that they actually feel as close and as bonded as actual sisters yeah that was pretty cool and what i I had no idea until after the fact is that Bridget, the, well, the actress that plays Bridget, mm-hmm. is four years older than Ginger. Right. Doesn't seem no, like it at all. Does not seem like that. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, another interesting thing that we found was that uh, Bridget was wearing a wig. Yeah. In all the behind-the-scenes videos, she has, like, a buzz almost. Yeah, she looks like Eleven from Stranger Things. She does look exactly... <laughs> she's the original Eleven. Yeah, she really is. Somehow she started off as Bev from It, she became Eleven, and then she became Bridget. Yep. So this movie was filmed in Toronto. And you got... They just... Sorry. <laughs> Which happens a lot. Uh, the Canadian accents are funny. We're from Detroit, so we we run into that a lot in this area. But you're never ready for the... S- oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Or so- house. Roof. <laughs> yeah. When they mean roof, milk. Milk. But they just hit you with a, oh, oh sorry. There's a lot of sorries. Sorry. Every time they say sorry, I in me, yeah. sorry. You do have to say it. it you have to say it. It's just so funny. <laughs> Which, bring it back to Goosebumps, all the Goosebumps were also filmed in Toronto area in Canada, so they all say sorry in mm. them. Another interesting tidbit that happens in this movie is... After Ginger becomes infected, she has unprotect- unprotected sex with Jason, who's played by Jesse Moss. You, you horny fool. Yeah. Anyways, there's this whole scene. <laughs> but regardless, um, we find out a little bit later that they did not use any type of protection and Jason is now infected. Yeah, when he's... The blood peeing scene <laughs> as a guy... Me... Oh, oh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, It is interesting, though, that he goes through such a different transformation than Ginger. Like, uh, he kind of, like, breaks out in, like, weird acne-like hives. Hives, yeah, it was very strange. But then he still gets the fangs and the... Right, but that, even, like, that type of transformation still ties it back to the puberty aspect. Like, is it just acne, or is it symptoms of werewolfism? And then you find out that he had... torn apart his own family dog yeah there's a lot of dog eating in the movie r.i.p r.i.p no pups were actually harmed though Mm-hmm. but man those like fake dogs looked really good yeah they really did 
All the practical practical effects are very great down to every gory detail. Mm -hmm. This entire movie was shot in six weeks. That is crazy for a feature film meant for the box office. To get the movie finished on time, they often had to do 16-hour days. Combined with long makeup times, the crew also went through a rotation of illness. Yeah, they talk about in some of the behind-the-scenes videos how, like, every week there is a different sickness that passed through the crew. Like, one week they all had bronchitis, and they all had pneumonia, then they all got the flu. It just sounds like horrible conditions. Well, it was also shot in the winter, and how they're almost always covered in blood. Yeah, right. So they're drenched all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just, that is crazy. And, I mean, you know, you've seen the movie a couple times with me. Mm -hmm. How much of that movie is shot outside? Yeah. Well, it's almost like a half. A lot of it. Yeah, almost half outside. And, like, Toronto area gets even colder than it does here, and we have some really nasty winters. Yeah. Another crazy production note is that it was only edited in eight weeks, which is, uh, that's another insane thing for a film a feature film would take me months not you want you want you want to have months not weeks right but what's interesting too is that it doesn't seem like it no like we didn't know anything about the weird time restrictions and how fast everything came together until we started researching it yeah this movie actually was nominated for an editing award no i didn't know that that's yeah, cool it was a genie <laughs> don't know what that is but <laughs> a genie still so the first thing that they shot for the movie was this beginning, like, suicide Polaroid photo shoot, which they, both the actresses said that that was one of the more fun things that they got to film. But also one of the hardest. One of the hardest, yeah, because there is one of the photos where they're actually face down in a pool. <laughs> a bathtub. Or a bathtub. They're both face down in the bathtub. Yeah. And I think Bridget's on her side. Yeah, and, like, they actually had to, like, leave their mouth open and that yeah. it was kind of like they were actually gagging on water. Which, yikes. Yeah. But um, the location where they shot this was actually someone's house where there was a small child there. And in between each shot, each time they did a scene for these, like, Polaroid shoots, the actresses had to walk through the house where this five-year-old was, like, camped out in the living room <laughs> watching Teletubbies. And so they had to have someone walk in and be like, hey, kid, you have to leave the room for a second so that they could walk in covered in blood and guts and whatever else and go rinse off and change into the next, like, outfit for the next photo yeah don't forget with movies any movie they can't build neighborhoods they these are real neighborhoods and people live there so i know they mentioned during production while they were shooting these suicide photos people were coming out of their houses to come make sure right. it wasn't real and make sure everybody was okay yeah so the mom character she was married, this, oh. she was married to tom cruise <laughs> what She's married to Tom Cruise. Weird. The mom, who's one of the best characters in the movie, is played by Mimi Rogers. Uh, she's kind of oblivious and only sees what she wants to see. She's really obsessed with, like, ushering her daughters into womanhood. And yeah. It's, like, it's cringy as a woman myself. <laughs> and I just... was cringing and I'm... Oof. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Just thinking about being... 15 16 and your mom being so like obsessed with you getting your period and constantly asking you about it even at the dinner table like, yeah that's all in she wants to dad. talk about in front of dad <laughs> it's horrible but she uh has a really cool turnaround so she starts off as being really like dopey and super um she's easy to write off she's not very strong in the beginning 
but down the line, uh, Ginger murders the bully character. And then mom is a writer. <laughs> Die! Let's go, mom! So mom finds the body buried in the shed. She ain't no snitch! <laughs> and after she brings the Tupperware full of fingers to a party where the girls are. Yeah, she, she finds <laughs> fingers and just... Well, actually, the dad finds the fingers. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 this is fake. Right. This isn't real. This is just part of their photos. No, mom is a real one. She would never <laughs> rat out her daughters. But just the, the thought process that goes into, like, she finds the body. So she's like, these are real fingers. And she wants to shove them in her kids' faces at a party. Like, what is this? Explain it. Like, Explain these like fingies. Like, the same thing, like, if your mom found, like, a joint or, like, a beer can in your room. But yeah. it's a Tupperware of fingers. <laughs> um, but mom tells Bridget in this amazing scene in the car that she's going to leave their dad, fill the house with gas, and light a match, and they'll Just start a new life. <laughs> blow up the house and take off. It's amazing. <laughs> really, the only strong characters in this entire movie are female. Right, like, the dad is a total doofus. He's a pushover. Yeah, we have... He doesn't even really have any lines. <laughs> no, and even the mom just at one point's like, just stay in your world, Jerry. I don't know if his name is Jerry, <laughs> but it's just like... Exactly, that. you don't even remember his name. Right. Um, and, you know, even the Sam character, who kind of ends up being Bridget's love interest, kind of, the stoner dude, he's also lame and he dies. <laughs> exactly, because he's not really a strong character. He's exactly. a supporting character. Yeah, the power in these characters really comes from how intensely Ginger is channeling her emotions throughout the movie. She's learning about her sexuality. She's going through a really intense metamorphosis. And she really becomes the focal point and all of her supporting characters are women as well. And Bridget really comes into her own as well, though not exactly a full werewolf change. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, she goes through her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the dad... He's just comic relief. Yeah, he's a total doofus. <laughs> yeah, Sam is the closest thing to a strong male, and he's not really a strong male. He yeah. knocks Ginger out, which he shouldn't have done. Yeah, even... Oops, oops, I didn't <laughs> close the door, sorry. <laughs> and also, like, oops, I hit her with a shovel yeah. without asking you first. Yeah, <laughs> like, so even he's not a strong dumb. character. The reason why I really, really like this movie is the practical effects. So they were headed by Paul Jones, who has done great work. He's known for Wishmaster, Hellraiser, The Boys, Blade, and even What We Do in the Shadows. So there's also several fake dog bodies that we talked about a little bit that are ripped apart by the werewolf characters, and they're super good and graphic and gory, and you can definitely read that it's like a vicious werewolf attack while still looking at kind of a pile of mushy fur and blood. <laughs> Yeah, and the ginger werewolf is actually, that's real. That's a full-size mm -hmm. model that they built. There is no CGI there. Yeah, and Ginger's transformation makeup, so they did it in phases. So there was, like, phase one, she had short nails. Phase two, they got a little longer. Phase three, she had one blue eyeball um, and kind of built it up that way. To but her full white hair. <laughs> Big chest piece, chest piece, whatever that is, <laughs> full lisp with the giant, fangs. giant teeth. So that final ginger makeup would actually take up to five hours to apply. And it took like two hours for her to get it off. Um, they also talked about how 
uh, her nose would run constantly when she had all of the prosthetics on her face and she actually had to stuff um, Q-tips up her nose. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Stop the snot. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the contacts she had to wear also made it hard for her to see. Right. And, the, as I said, the fangs make it hard for her to talk. So she was... Yeah, <laughs> a mess. I mean, she was a mess, <laughs> but she still did a great yeah. job. So, I mean, kudos to her for that. Yeah, and in one of the behind-the-scenes... Um, videos we watched the ginger talks about how they actually struggled a little bit with the continuity between the stage one stage two stage three but you really can't tell at all but it was kind of um funny to hear her talk about how she would talk to the makeup artist about are we on stage two nails and stage three fangs today or where are we at with this yeah i know some of the scenes had to be shot you know some of the scenes that were supposed to take place during the day had to take place at night mm -hmm. just for time reasons just because Due to long days and long makeup times, those actresses were only getting like three hours of sleep some nights. Yeah, it sounds horrible. So the first movie didn't really leave a lot of room for any sequels, but they made two anyways. <laughs> really, could not be stopped. Yeah, really just watch the first one. It really has a perfect ending. I don't even feel like we need to spoil that. Um, but there are two sequels. So the second one follows Bridget after everything that happens in the first one takes place um and the third one is the same plot <laughs> as the first one but in the 1800s yeah so the second movie i think had promise like it 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 had cool ideas it it just didn't i feel like the ending was the weakest part and yeah a lot of the characters did just, like, didn't make sense. Right. The second movie ended on a very clear cliffhanger that they didn't address at all in Never. the third one. No. And they went the other direction. So it was kind of weird. But I I think none of them expected how big the first movie got and how successful it was. And they were like, oh, shit, we've got to make more of these. <laughs> and they did what they did. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like they could have done more. Like, so in the second movie, Bridget is being chased, tracked, tracked, yeah. tracked by a werewolf that For, is... That wants to mate with her. That wants to mate with her, but that's only, like, she kind of just briefly mentions that in passing. Right. In the end, and you're like, wait, why? And also, who is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger question, is it Jason from the first one? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it a different werewolf? Like, could we, could we find yeah. out? It is not clear. <laughs> no. And then we got little pyro ghost. Oh yeah, her, her name, name is, is ghost. literally ghost. <laughs> and she's confusing. Yeah. So I guess like a quick thing about the premise of the second one is it is pretty cool that there's a girl whose name is Ghost <laughs> and she makes comics about werewolves and she ends up in cahoots with Bridget who gets infected at the end of the first movie. But beyond that, it kind of falls short. It's worth watching, I guess, but it's not, not I amazing. Know, I don't even know because of the end if it's worth it. Hmm. Because it ends on a cliffhanger that never gets explained. I, I think... You only need to watch the first one because it wraps up the story. It yeah, the first one's all you need. The first one's all you need. Mm -hmm. So in the very beginning of the movie, Ginger and Bridget talk about their kind of blood pact that they did. 
um, as sisters and together forever, that type of thing. And it's really cool that they reprise that at the end of the movie when Ginger is really full werewolf or almost full werewolf <laughs> in Bridget in an attempt to... I think kind of humanize her and keep her together with her. She ends up infecting herself and they do that same cutting of the hand mm -hmm. blood together, hand holding pact. Yeah. And originally they made that pact when they were eight. Eight, I think. Yeah. A new thing we wanted to add for this episode is to count how many victims are slain. For this episode, we'll call it puppy chow. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Got to. So, including dogs, there are six wonderfully gory deaths in this movie. Blood and guts galore. Literally walls sprayed with blood and organs. So this makes our lovely werewolf Ginger a serial killer. Yep. Even just humans alone. Mm -hmm. Still technically a serial killer. Yeah, she's full of it. <laughs> and covered in it. <laughs> So all of the movies are available to watch on Tubi, but like we said previously, really just watch the first one. Don't even worry about the sequels. If you need more, hey, at least they're free on here. Yeah. And then um, all of the re the rehearsal videos that we watched and most of the behind the scenes content came from various YouTube pages as well. Yeah, it's not that hard to find. You just gotta, you know, if you got an evening. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. For next time... Grab your cotton candy and your popcorn. Because we're going to discuss killer clowns from outer space. So before we leave you, we did want to take a chance and let you know if you're listening to this with anyone and want to hold hands with them and recite these words with us, you can. Out, out by 16 or dead in the scene, scene but, but together, together forever, united, united against life as we know it. it.